Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Sharks' new head coach, David Quinn. Uh, we're going to be talking about kind of his past, how the Rangers were before he got there, how they were when he was there, and then how they were after he left. And then, of course, what this means for the young players. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at Fear the Fin and San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you, of course, for making us your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, subscribe on YouTube. Today's a good YouTube day as I've made graphics. Uh, I, I put a lot of work into this episode. So, before we have to talk about the big news, that is Thomas Bortle. No, I know Thomas Bortle switched his numbers. Anyway, no, of course, the Sharks finally have, have a new coach, uh, David Quinn, uh, was you know, conf- you know, there was, it was basically pointed, you know, Elliot Freeman was the Sharks were zeroing in. And then uh, Shang Peng, of course, uh, the great Shang Peng uh, broke it tonight that, that the Sharks were hiring David Quinn. Um, the Sharks haven't officially announced it because you know how they are, uh, but they're, I'm sure they will announce it. you know, officially announce it. We'll have a press conference and we'll cover that next week as well. But right now let's, let's get into David Quinn. So we, kind of touched on him earlier in the week on you know and we were kind of looking at some of the candidates i'd actually planned to have uh sarah avampato on to talk about uh warsofsky the the head coach from the chicago uh wolves but alas sometimes that things happen so um but let's get into to um coach quinn and kind of his you know, where, where he kind of came from and why, why I, the Sharks hired him. So um, of course, played college at Boston university uh, was there from uh, 2018 or sorry, 2018 from 1984 um, to uh, 1988. Um, he didn't play his last year and then he didn't actually play hockey for the next year, three years because of a rare blood disorder. Uh, but I think he was honorarily named the captain in his last year, which is a really nice gesture. So um, after he got his, his blood disorder kind of worked out, um, he played in the AHL from 91 to 92 uh, for the Binghamton Rangers, played 19 games in the AHL. Um, and then in 92, 93 was with the uh, Cleveland Lumberjacks, which is just a great name. And the IHL played 60 games there and then uh, officially retired from playing hockey. Um, from there, that's when he got into coaching. So he was a, he went to Northeastern University uh, to be an assistant coach uh, there. Um, if that name maybe rings a bell to, uh, do we have any sharks prospect? I think some of the sharks prospects are going to be going there. They've changed. Yes. So we have two sharks prospects going to, uh, Cameron Lund, um, and then, uh, Ellie, uh, Eli Barnett are actually going to be going to Northeastern, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, uh, so yeah, he was an assistant coach at Northeastern. 
um, for three years. And then he got, uh, became an assistant coach at university of Nebraska, Omaha, um, for, from 96 to, uh, 90 or sorry, 96 to 2002. Then he made the jump to the USN, uh, TTB program was there, uh, as a head coach, um, from 2002, um, to 2004. Then after that, he went back home uh, to Boston University, uh, was the associate uh, head coach from 2004 to 2009. Uh, then he went to the AHL uh, for the Lake Area Monsters as the head coach, um, spent a year as an assistant head coach in the NHL for the Avalanche in 2013 to tw- 2012 to 2013, and then uh, went back to Boston University 2013 to 2018 was the head coach during that time. And then he gets called up as the head coach of the New York Rangers. Then last year spent uh, was the uh, head coach for team USA from 21 to 2022. So, and then now becomes the head coach of the San Jose Sharks. So Quinn, he's, coached on all levels he's worked well you know definitely has been in the college ranks has worked in the ahl has worked uh, you know in the nhl um you know so he definitely has plenty of experience uh with the sharks and i you know they say he's a very good communicator and good teacher and i think you'd have to be that especially working with with young players where you have to be able to good a good communicator and good teacher and those are going to be the qualities that the Sharks are looking for is, you know, we talked about when the Sharks hired John McCarthy about the development and teaching and, you know, getting, you have this, this group of what you think might be special players coming up in the, through the system right now and making sure that you kind of put these guys in the best position to succeed. And, you know, they're, they're, We'll see, though, with, with, you know, there's a lot of stuff that he doesn't like rookies and he doesn't like young players. And he, you know, he kind of does the same thing as like Bob Bugner, where he'll kind of move guys around if things aren't working. You know, there was a uh, uh, Dauber hockey put out, you know, they're mostly fan. They do a lot of fancy stuff, but they did, you know, had a nice article about when after he was, you know, fired from the Rangers of kind of a review of, of uh, David Quinn's tenure with the, with the Rangers and how, you know, they were going through their, he was brought in to kind of help rebuild the, the, you know, the Rangers and kind of, you know, they have, they were going through the rebuilding, going through their, their process. And, you know, it, it was going well. And I think what happened was for them is they kind of, when they signed like Panarin and they kind of, pushed it forward and he may not have been ready for that push forward. So, um, you know, in the article, they talk about guys like uh, Lafreniere and Capococco, who we'll talk more about um, at the end of the episode and how they, you know, sometimes it wasn't great for them because, you know, if, if things weren't going well, he would just go straight to the veterans and not kind of put these guys in a position like learning positions. And, um, you know, we will also talk about, of course, you know, Adam Fox, who won a Norris under David Quinn um, as the best defenseman uh, in the NHL and has been, you know, clearly been one of the best defensemen. So we'll kind of look at, you know, at the end of the episode, we'll kind of look at where these guys, some of these guys numbers and if, you know, his look at their average ice time and their production, how they compare from Quinn to Gallant. But 
Um, before we get into what actually we're going to be looking at, how the Rangers were before Quinn got there, how the Rangers numbers looked while Quinn was there, and then how they looked with Galat, um, and kind of see the, 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 the a nice five-year chunk of the Rangers and how their team stats looked. Let's go ahead and take a quick break um, and talk to you guys about our friends over at Bet Online. You guys know BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in all your betting needs. Uh, find your favorite sports and events at the number one store or online source for odds, lines, and games. You can refine reviews and news on every league, including Major League Baseball. You got NFL, which starts up uh, next month. Training camp starting right now. You have NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even more. They have you covered. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action uh, happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. And then once you're done with your betting, you can actually see, maybe bet on who's the best athlete between you and your friends. That's where 10athletes.com has got you covered. You're competitive with you and your friends. You want to see who's the best at golf, hockey, cornhole, darts. Doesn't matter. They've got you covered. With uh, Basically, you go, you play a game, you see who wins and loses, and you can actually rate yourself from 1 to 10 in over 300 sports and games you play in real life. Simply create your own athlete profile and start submitting your game results. Compare your personal stats, sports rankings, athlete rankings with your friends. Find out who's in the best in the backyard, the blocker, even the whole world. You play with your friends, meet new people. You see people who play the have the same sport interests around you, and then you can also see who's similarly ranked. So you can try to find better competition. So head over to 10athletes.com. It's becoming the social network for playing sports. Counts are being created every day. So get your favorite username while it lasts. Over at Athlete Network, play sports, get ranked all for free from one to ten. How good are you? 10athletes.com, where fun must be always. All right, so let's let's look at David Quinn and actually how he impacted the you know the Rangers and um, we're going to look at the so we're going to yeah we're going through five seasons of kind of stats and, and what the the Rangers actually did during that time. So if you're on YouTube, I have some nice cards here. Um, so the 2017-2018 season, uh, the Rangers, we're going to kind of be looking at what their average age was, what they're scoring, their defense, how their power play was, a penalty kill, and then their shots per game. And then we have, you know, kind of some other uh, stats we're going to get into. So with uh, Aline Vigneault, um, the Rangers, they were the 20, their average age was 28.7. They're actually the seventh oldest in the team, uh, league, seventh oldest team in the league. Um, they're scoring. They were 22nd, had 2.78 goals per game. Their defense was 28th. At, they gave up 3.21 goals per game. Their power play was 14th at 21.16, and their penalty kill was at uh, 12th at 81.38%. Shots for, they were 24th in the league at 24.2 shots, and then they were dead last in, in the league um, in giving up shots, and they gave up 28.32 shots per game at five on five. Not good. Uh, <laughs> so you can kind of see, looking at here, where they kind of made their, you know, 
they outperformed their expected goals for. Um, and then their power play was, you know, their defense at five on five was, was not good. Um, and then uh, they kind of, they were, they, they didn't do much on, on the power play and their, their penalty kill kind of hung in there for them. So uh, where they were able to limit teams on, on the penalty kill. And that's kind of how they made, made their butter that, you know, made their bread that season. So, all right. So, um, David Quinn takes over the 2018-2019 season. Um, they become the – so their average age is 27.4. Um, so they actually become the 20th oldest. They drop or, or go up in the rankings, dropped in the rankings, whatever you prefer there. Um, that is Kyle sending me a text message. Uh, so they had 24th in scoring at 2.7 goals uh, per game. So goals per game kind of went down. Defense, 23rd at 3.26. So, again, they kind of gave up. It was about the same. Gave up a little bit more. Um, the power play, 17th at 19.38. So, kind of went down a little bit. Penalty kill, 27th. So, went down a little bit. Um, and then their shots per game was 30th. 22.8 and then their shots against was 25th at 26. So definitely a, a tough first season for him as they're kind of going through the transition and going through their rebuild. And again, when you look at, at the first stats, it's ugly here. So they, they just get on offense and defense. They're just not producing much. They Their power play produces a little tiny, tiny bit on, on goals for over 60. Uh, they expected, but everything else is just, it was just a bad first season. That's to be expected, especially when you have a rookie head coach who's starting a rebuild, right? But the thing is with these, you want to see progress and how a team continues to evolve and gets better. And I think this is, you know, you'll, we'll see that right here now where, you know, the next year, um, the 2019, 2020 season. So this is the season where the, they played 70 games because it was shut down with COVID at the end of the season. Their average age was 26.2. They were the youngest team in the league, okay? They were fifth in scoring at 3.33 goals per game, so a, a huge jump in that offense there, right? Um, that's, you know, over half a goal a game um, there. Defense, slight improvement from 24 uh, to 24th. The rankings were a little bit lower. It was about the same, but the goals against, so the 3.14, slight improvement there. Um, the power play was there is what kind of helped them, so... Seventh in the power play, 22.91 um, you know, percentage. The penalty kill, 23rd, 77.39. Shots per game kind of improved there. So they they went from wow, they went from the 30th to the 18th. So 24.1. Um, and then their shots against. So uh they improved a little bit to 25.26 um shots per game. And then Again, looking at the stats, so the offense at five on five improvements, right? The defense, mm, whatever. Power play improvements there. Penalty kill, poo poo platter bad. <laughs> so we got to make sure whoever David Quinn hires needs to be really good on the penalty kill for his assistant coaches. So just hand the penalty kill to somebody else, okay? And then his last season, the 2020-21 season, where he was let go after this because they didn't make the playoffs uh, this year. 
Average age 25.8. Again, the youngest team in the league. So that thing of him not wanting to play rookies, he's still he's playing young players here. And we'll we'll get into some of the ice times of, of some of the key guys in a minute, but he's still, you know, it's not like he's just playing a bunch of old old guys. And you know, the, the Rangers were going through that rebuild and they had a lot of young players. And you know, they signed Panarin, who was like still in his prime, and like Panarin just turned 30 this year, you know, but you have um, like again, we'll get into some of these guys, like Lafreniere and Capocacco. Like we'll get into some of these guys, but you know, so he's he's playing them, but we'll look at their ice time and stuff like that. So, um, so again, youngest scoring dropped a little bit, tenth at uh, three point one four goals per game. And again, so these numbers that you do have to take with a grain of salt because this was the the year where everybody you've just played the same seven teams over, over in the 56 game season. So numbers are really wonky here. You know, like Vegas's numbers are like insane because they played a bunch of crappy teams in the West, including the sharks, you know, like the Vegas played like the sharks and the ducks and you know, the Kings, they were all really bad at that time. So numbers are a little bit funky here, but we can still kind of, you know, take them with a grain of salt. So defense, um, 13th, 2.77 goals per game. Um, power play was 14th at 20.67. Penalty kill was 10th at 82.25. And then the shots again. So the offense, they're scoring, but they're not getting a lot of like gener- you know, constant generated offense. So they were at 22.23 uh, shots per game. And then against, they were 17th in the league. So the defense improved here at 23.75. Again, you look at the numbers, special special teams carried this Rangers team. You know, the offensive defense was, you know, they were okay, but they weren't that blood red that we've seen in the past couple ones. So then, of course, he gets uh, let's go, and they hired Gerard Gallant, who Sharks fans should know he was, of course, the head coach for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And let's see how he kind of compares in his first season. So you still have the, these young guys who are kind of starting to make more and more of an impact. You know, of course, you have the rise of Shesterkin, who's literally the best goalie and dragged them to the Eastern Conference Finals. But um, so they had the 26.7, the 29th oldest uh, team, which, again, you're going to expect that now, especially with some of the younger teams that are you know coming in. You, you've kind of got your core and letting these guys kind of develop, right? Scoring, they were 17th in the league at 3.05 goals per game. Defense, second, 2.49. So that's where that Shesterkin factor comes in where he is. And we'll we'll get to the shots here in a minute. But, you know, Gallant focusing on the defense. We're going to win every game, you know, three to two type of situation. So we're just, we're going to scrap out enough offense, but we have the best goalie in the world. And we're going to, um, yeah, if we have the best goalie in the world, we're going to win most nights. So power play, fourth. 25.23 penalty kill seventh 82.3 so again the special teams improvement shots per game five on five 30th in the league they were worse than the sharks in producing shots at five on five 22.45 but that defense improved so they were 13th uh you know again 24.41 shots per game on defense and you'll see on the the special so the offense took a bath but the defense and the special teams improved under under Gallant and when you have Shesterkin that again that's going to work most nights so uh, before we continue and look at some of the players and how they performed 
um, kind of look at some of the, you know, key young players, especially with the Sharks, where they need to look, you know, they're going to be focusing on these young guys and how they're going to, you know, your William Eklund, your Thomas Bortolos, et cetera, et cetera. Um, let's want to take a quick break, let you guys know, of course, about um, Locked On NFL. You guys know NFL starting, you know, next month. But don't you want to know which players move the line the most? So starting July 18th last week or earlier this week, Locked On is, gives you 50 of the most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at BetOnline. Available July 18th on Locked On NHL, wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Okay. So I think the big takeaways, you can see the team starting to improve under David Quinn, especially from when he got there to when he left. Um, and I, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses. You know, there, there's definitely plenty of stuff that David Quinn will need to work on. And I think, you know, there's, there's going to, you know, that, that learning experience from going from your first head coaching job to your second head coaching job, where you kind of pick up on all that little stuff on like actually how to do the job, et cetera, et cetera. You know, hopefully he can kind of take that stuff with them. And, you know, we, we did see the Rangers improve while when they had, you know, their top draft picks coming in, you know, you have Capo uh, Caco, uh, Alexei Lafnier. We're going to get into some of these guys and how they actually improved during that time. So of course, you know, the big thing too is, you know, Adam Fox did win the Norris under the 20 in the 2020 21 season with David Quinn as a coach. So you hope that he can maybe help a certain offensive young defenseman, maybe help find his game. One Merkley, comma, Ryan. I'm not, I'm not saying Ryan Merkley is Adam Fox, but maybe he can help him with his development. That, that's the hope, right? All right, so let's start start with uh, Capo Caco, who, you know, was, was the second overall pick in the 2019 uh, season. You know, he was he started playing since his rookie year. Um, you know, in the 2019-2020 season, so that, that was, uh, you know, David Quinn's second year into the job. So his first season, he had 66 games. 10 goals, 13 assists, 23 points, um, an average 14-17 average time on ice. All right. 2020-21 season, again, that's that shortened season. Uh, the 56 games, he played 48 of those, 9 goals, 8 assists, 17 points, um, and then had 14-21 average time on ice. So dig a little bit more time on ice uh, per game, you know, but the production wasn't – it, it was about equal, right? So point, the raw totals weren't there, but smaller sample size. So, but then this year under Gallant, right? You would expect him, you know, especially second overall pick, like your third year in the NHL, you'd really want to hope, you know, for him to kind of start to kind of make a bigger impact. Under Gallant, he played 43 games, seven goals, 11 assists, 18 points. Time on ice went to 15-27. And then, you know, in the, the playoffs, of course, he was famously scratched, um, you know, after in, in the final game, their their last game of the season. You know, in the playoffs, he had 19 games. He had two goals, three assists, five points, and he was playing 12 minutes time on ice. So, again, 
little interesting that, you know, you, you see, again, we, we talked about how the offense cratered um, during that, that, you know, with, with Gallant and they were special teams and defense, right? Let's look at another potential player, another, not potential player, but Alexei Lafayette, he was the first overall pick in the 2020 NHL draft. Here's something I found on the web. And then I, my Alexa heard over me. Anyway, so his first and his rookie season with uh, David Quinn, 56 games played, 12 goals, nine assists, 21 points that time, uh, 13.53 average time on ice. Then last year with with Troy Gallant, 79 games, so played almost the full, you know, basically played the full season, 19 goals, 12 assists, 31 points, and then the average time on ice went 15.59. So you'd expect that type of, of production jump um you know especially a guy from his first to second year so okay what about guys who maybe aren't you know big names you know those those are both very big names let's look at the uh, rangers first round pick in the 2017 draft uh philip chitel so he was like i said um so he was kind of there throughout the whole process right so 2017, 2018 season, and you know, his he plays nine games, um, a goal, two assist, whatever, 13 minutes, 13 and a half minutes time on ice, right? Next season, the 18-19 season, uh, where he gets a this is David Quinn's first year too. Um, 75 games, 11 goals, 12 assists, 23 points. Pretty solid rookie season, 1347 time average time on ice. The next year in the uh, COVID-shortened season, 14 goals, 9 assists, 23 points, um, and then 14.50 average time on ice. So kind of building that time on ice again, um, you know, in the, the COVID-shortened season. 20 in the weird bubble season. I don't know what to call it, but anyway, 42 games, 8 goals, 14 assists, 22 points, um, 13.14 average time on ice. And then this last year for him under Gallant, 67 games played, eight goals, 14 assists, 22 points, and 13-11. So you've seen that production kind of starting to dip under Gallant. So just interesting stuff here. Let's look at one of uh, one more guy. So Ryan uh, Lindgren, defenseman. So played a couple games, 18-19 season, he had five games. Okay, didn't do anything, you know. Get, get a taste of it, right? 1920 season is rookie season. So, again, matching up with um, that would be Quinn's second year, right? 60 games, one goal, 13 assists, 14 points, 16, uh, 34 average time on ice. Okay. Not bad. Solid. Uh, the bubble year, 51 games, one goal, 15 assists. 20 minutes to average time on ice. There you go. And then last year under Gallant, uh, 78 games, four goals, 11 assists, 15 points, um, 20 minutes and six seconds average time on ice. So he looks like he's kind of found his role between the two. Um, in the playoffs, though, he, uh, you know, chipped another f- uh, five points and actually saw his average time on ice go up to almost 22 minutes um, this year. So gained, you know, kind of gained Gallant's favor. So, Again, so we'll see how David Quinn, you know, treats some of these young players. 
you know, and how he's actually utilized and stuff. Again, these are kind of broad looks at, you know, average time on ice and, you know, production and stuff like that. So not as so kind of nitty gritty of like his time on ice fluctuating and stuff like that. But yeah, David Quinn is your new head coach of the San Jose Sharks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of looking at David Quinn and how he kind of impacted the team and their stats and, you know, what, what we kind of kind of expect. So I expect, you know, as the Sharks, they've, they've added some kind of veteran guys, this veteran, but younger veterans, you know, like kind of got like, you know, uh, like Lindbrom and Kunin and, you know, some of these guys who are, they've played in the league, but they're not like 30. Right. So we're going to see, I have a feeling Quinn is going to probably lean on these guys who've kind of been there and done it more than letting some of your Bortolos, Coes, you know, some of these guys, you know, Reedies, Weatherbees, these guys have kind of bounced from before, kind of let these guys get the first crack at it. And then if the season starts to kind of go as we think the season's going to go, which is poorly, then we'll see some of these guys kind of get mixed in. I think the big question, which we'll have to look at later on and kind of see, you know, especially before training camp is, you know, what does this mean for like Borlo and Eklund making the team? And if they can, you know, if, if they're going to have a hill, you know, a mountain to climb to make the team is there's a lot more kind of NHL caliber talent at the bottom. Do they, do those guys, those guys are probably better players than, you know, Bordolo and, and Eklund at this moment, but that doesn't mean they're going to be better players than them, you know, six months from now, if those guys are playing NHL games all the time. So, We'll see how Quinn is going to have to balance this issue of trying to win games because that you're a head coach, right? And you want to try to win and et cetera, et cetera. But also trying to get your future ready. And, you know, if that's just going to be John McCarthy's job or if this is going to be a job that they're going to work together to try to really focus on, you know, we, th- we think we have some special players, you know, in Eklund, you know, and Robbins and Ozzy and Bordolo. And how do we get these guys ready to be our next kind of guys, right? So plenty of time to talk about that. We don't need to answer these questions tonight. Um, but I just want to kind of get let you guys know about David Quinn and what he has done with the Rangers. And, um, you know, yeah. So um, this was our last of our five episodes a week. Um, we will be down to three episodes a week next week. Um, I've got some good interviews lined up. Um, so next week we're going to kind of uh, continue to dive into some of these, these sharks prospects. Uh, we're going to be talking about Michael Fisher next week and, you know, what the sharks should be expecting when, out of him and some other fun stuff might be coming. So uh, make sure you guys, uh, you know, are, are following along on the old social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Uh, Of course, you can um, also listen wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, all those places. If you're on Apple, please leave a five-star review. Really appreciate it. Helps the podcast to grow. Um, Then, of course, uh, YouTube. Go go check that out there. Um, I think we're pretty close to 1,200 subscribers right now. Really appreciate it. Um, And then you can always watch these episodes first on YouTube. They come out the night before, and then all the the podcasts drop at midnight as well. So actual audio podcasts drop out uh, at midnight. So 
So that'll be it. Um, like I said, we're down to three episodes a week next week. Um, when you're listening to this, go check out the Locked On NHL show. Um, they got you covered, especially now with the uh, Matthew Kachuk uh, sweepstakes that's going on right now. Where is he going to go? I have no idea. It's probably going to be some out of the blue team. Uh, please not Vegas. Actually, it'd be really funny if it was Vegas and they have to trade Mark Stone for a can of beans because they just can't afford to. And they just, they're going to go very top heavy and all their stars are going to get hurt again. But anyway, <laughs> um, yep, that's it. Um, follow me on Twitter at myfryhole and we'll be back next week. Bye, friends. <laughs>